0: welcome to the insomnia project sit back relax and listen as we we have a conversation about the mundane the ordinary uh, things that sort of come up we endeavor to make sure that our conversation is less than fascinating so that you can just drift off maybe you just sort of relax maybe you find it interesting but not so interesting that you won't fall into a relaxed state. Thank you for listening to us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano.
1: And I'm your co host, Nidhi Khanna.
0: Nidhi, I think you and I talked about how our names are often missed, butchered, butchered misspelled, and whatnot. What's your favorite Starbucks name that someone's written on a Starbucks uh, drink?
1: Oh, that is a great question, Marco. You know, the thing is, and I think we talked about this I'm before. I'm sure we did, yeah. I usually give a different name.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right.
1: How about you? I can't remember what Markle is what I get, oh, like Markle. Sparkle, but I get Markle. Is that a name, Markle?
0: No, but it sounds like a pretty <laughs> that's a pretty cool name. It's
1: a strong name. Marco, do you use a lot of electronics?
0: Um... I'm not like one of these people who's like really gadget oriented, but I do ha- I do have electronics that I use.
1: Would you consider yourself like an early adopter, or because oh. I usually, quite honestly, sure, will only buy like a a fad gadget like once everyone else has bought it. Okay, and I'm I'm am I'm a laggard. I'm the last one to get on the train in terms of buying something electronically inclined.
0: What was the last electronic thing you bought? Uh,
1: probably, I mean, my iPhone. Okay. You know, like in terms of a big electronic thing, you know, like, for example, my Apple TV was gifted to me. Oh, cool. Um, I don't have an iPad. Right. I've had the same MacBook, miraculously, for... About nine years. So I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty comfortable with keeping my electronics stable. Sure. However, I'm sure there's a whole slew of things that I miss out on because of that. I think it's time for me to get an iPad. I think okay. that's my next electronic thing.
0: Your next purchase.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Mm-hmm. We bought a camera for a course we were taking, so a DSLR camera was our last sort of big electronic purchase sure um and you know i'm still trying to figure out the camera like there's still things that i'm not 100 percent sure about but and you know when you use something so here's my thing Nitty. it's like i'll get one of these electronic devices and then mm-hmm. i'll think i'm learning it and then i'll do something that just kind of messes it up and i don't know how to undo it And it happens with the computer as well. And like, for example, this happened to me and I just fixed it. You know, when you go onto a website or something and it's like, do you want to change your web browser to this instead of Google or Yahoo? I stupidly pressed yes. And then I had this web browser that I detested that was on my Mm. computer. And it was like, how do I get this off? And then finally I wrote, I have this and I named the web browser which I will not name here because they were so maybe so far say how do I remove it and you know you'll get a list of people who have the same sort of complaint so I often sort of throw my hands in the air with aspects of electronics like that where it's like oh it's a, it's a little beyond my scope but I do love that you can go onto YouTube and see videos on how to solve problems
1: well now do you remember when we started the insomnia project we used a lot of those YouTube yeah, videos to. to try and figure out our own electronic components. So I guess this microphone is also another piece of equipment. Oh,
0: yeah, I never thought of that.
1: That we have relatively recently purchased, I guess. Um, but yeah, we uh, we did. We were just talking about that, actually, about uh, learning the... I guess that was more of a software learning. But we did have to learn about, like, the... Audio hookups and things like yeah. that for this microphone. So, uh, YouTube did help. All sure. Those, all those moments. Now we have it down pat. Mm-hmm. Our listeners should actually just see Marco. It's like press the button now.
0: Well, it's it certainly over over the time. You sort of pick up shortcuts and you mm-hmm. and you learn things and, you know. We t- I tend to be, my my family tends to be the type of family who will buy, sort of fad items that. I mean, oh, really? Like, you know, she'll shake her head and be like, why do you guys have... Like what? Um, you know the blue light for the winter that you turn on and oh. you kind of...
1: And it makes like plants grow or whatever?
0: It, it's supposed to be good for your your mood or whatever. Oh. We have one of those things. <laughs> Does it work? I don't know. I mean, we what well, the problem is we buy them. We use them for a month and then it's like...
1: Oh, this doesn't work.
0: Anymore. No, it's kind like, of like we forget about it or we don't right. use it. Uh, I have like a foot massager thing that you put, <laughs> like it needs your feet. Yeah. And it's right by the couch. And I I would, I, one time I was like using it every day. I love this and whatnot. It needs the bottom of your head now. It's like, oh yeah, that thing.
1: So does your family, like when they see infomercials late at night, do they get into those infomercial products? Um... Because some people are, are very uh, addicted to buying, like, those, whatever's being
0: yeah, sold, sure. like, infram-
1: infomercial-wise.
0: Kinsu knives and yeah, things like exactly. that. Right? Sure, exactly, sure No, I don't think we're, we're that, but I will watch the, the shopping channel and things like that to, you see know. See what's out there? Yeah, see what they're hawking and stuff, and sometimes that really relaxes me. Because oh. we'll be talking about, like, I remember I bought, like, goat milk soap. That I saw one of these, oh, they, were, yes. they were like they were talking about this, this goat milk soap and how it's all natural and the goats live on a farm where they're happy and <laughs> it's double milled and it's this and it's that scent and whatnot and they and it's like today it's a, on sale for such a price. That's so why I bought goat soap, goat milk soap. Amazing. It was great, but do I really need goat milk soap? Probably not. That's that's one of the things that I sometimes tune into. How about you?
1: I've never really tuned into the shopping channel. Okay. Um, but uh, and and I I've always wanted to be one of those people who purchases the infomercial stuff. Sure. Because I'm always really like, oh, that looks cool, but I never do it. I'm very risk adverse that way. Um, but I'll do. I mean, I guess my splurge items are usually, I have to hold something. Like, I have to tangibly be able to, like, touch and feel it and see it. And then I can be very easily sold. Uh, But it's really funny how, like, you know, I'll hum and haw over, like, a $10 purchase. But, like, a mattress that costs hundreds of dollars, I'll be like, great, done, take it. Done. Um, Or a piece of furniture or something like that. I'll be like, great, pack it up. Hilarious. But, so, uh, I don't know how wise that is, but that's what the about, way What about, do I... you
0: appreciate when people buy you things that you wouldn't necessarily buy, buy yourself? Yes, no.
1: absolutely. absolutely.
0: I just got a membership to the Ontario Art Gallery, so I'm a full member. Ah. So I don't have to pay for a ticket. And I just went the other day to the Art Gallery to activate my membership. Wonderful. And check out the Art Gallery. And it was, you know, it's, it it really was... A lot of fun I went I've never been to an art gallery by myself mm. at least not in my own city maybe when I've been traveling but just exploring the art and there was a exhibit on landscapes and so all the art had different it was interesting because different masters painting whether it was in France or in Holland or in Italy or in um, Sweden I was seeing all these different landscapes that they were painting that were beautiful Now, the interesting thing, Nitty, is they had a Van Gogh. And so there was throngs of people in front of this Van Gogh, which was fantastic, you know, as were the Monet's, as you would expect them to be. But there was very few people around the A.Y. Jackson and the Lauren Harris who happened to be my favorite artists. And so I got to really enjoy their work while everybody flocked to the Van Gogh I was like I'm happy to sit here in front of the AY Jackson and the Lauren Harris and really just enjoy it. I let it tickle my eyes kind of thing.
1: That's awesome.
0: Who's your favorite artist?
1: Oh, good question. I like honestly with when it comes to visual art, mm-hmm. I'm not I don't have a particular favorite. Like okay. I I enjoy going to art to to museums sure. and, and seeing it, but I I can't say that I gravitate to one particular style okay. or one particular artist. Um, I'm not like it's funny you ask that because it's like I'm not someone who has a favorite something okay. in a lot of things, really? Like Yeah, like I, I like, I, I don't really have a favorite musician or a favorite book. Okay, like I have a favorite type, like I enjoy mystery novels. Oh, I didn't
0: know that. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, like, do you like like Dan Brown's kind of Da Vinci Code, or do you like um Agatha Christie, or do you like um?
1: I like all of those. Oh, you do. Yeah, I do like the spectrum of like. I I like the. I'm currently reading um, Robert Galbraith, which is actually J.K. Rowling's pen name for her mystery writing. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: See, I love J.K. Rowling. Oh yeah,
1: I do too. So, like, oh, I, I guess Harry realize... Potter would be
0: probably my favorite book series. Okay.
1: But um, yeah, I, like I don't have a favorite movie. So wait a minute.
0: Let's get back to J.K. Sure. So she writes under a pen name or a pseudonym, and what is it?
1: Robert Galbraith. Okay. Um, I'll lend you the book. Okay. So it's interesting because it's very different from her Harry Potter writing. Sure, right? of course.
0: But is her, uh, but her is her style present? Because like, there's something about her as a writer that I really enjoy. Uh, I don't know if it's the way she describes characters or just the way she sets things up these worlds up
1: so I think that's exactly it like there's definitely still the character driven writing and she does take the time to describe uh things that that in mystery writing I find that you have two types of novelists I guess not two types but you have novels that are or mystery novels that are written that are very descriptive and very um well, I guess character-driven, sure. story-driven, and then others that are, uh, sorry, character-driven versus story-driven. So okay. you have others where it's like very brief descriptions or arcs for the characters sure. and more about the fast-paced storyline. Okay. So, you know, like Dan Brown is really all about the story. Okay. Like the Da Vinci right. Code is really right. all about the story. Rather Not than so much about... The journey of the right. characters, <clears throat> Right. right. So uh, I find I find it interesting to kind of read the spectrum because I find mystery novels, you know, you can kind of have a really easy read and then right. you can have ones that are more elaborate. So you know.
0: do you like Sherlock Holmes, for example? Yeah, I love it. Oh, I didn't know that. Love it. Really? Mm-hmm. Arthur Conan, Conan Doyle? Mm-hmm. I've never read a Sherlock Holmes. Really? Yeah. What are they like? Like, what is it about? I men? have
1: a compilation. I'll send uh, it to I won't.
0: You. I won't read them. Oh, okay.
1: They're short stories, though.
0: Oh, is that what they are? Like, short they're story?
1: not because they all got published in the newspaper, right? Sherlock right. Holmes wasn't written as a novel. It was written as a series of newspaper vignettes, I guess. And uh, um, so, so what
0: is it about Sherlock Holmes? I think that it, people really gravitated towards.
1: So, I think I mean, for me,
0: yeah, for you, sure
1: uh, the so from a story perspective, I find Sherlock Holmes is sort of interesting because as the reader, you will never figure it out.
0: okay, you right? just won't. because
1: you won't because it's always something very ingenious, right. um, and so the character has more intelligence than I do you know what I mean in terms of the the I'm, I'm never going to figure out the calendar you know how like sometimes you'll read a book and you're like oh, I know what's going to happen sure. next so I find with Sherlock Holmes I don't have that feeling I'm always very intrigued to know like where is this going right. um and I think from a character standpoint like they're they're beloved characters right because he is um complicated and flawed, right? Sherlock Holmes is also a drug user. And, and,
0: and they explore that in the book?
1: Well, in... Okay, so in the book they do reference like um, his Victorian English like cocaine habit. Really? Yeah, it's like a well-known part of the character. See, so every Sherlock Holmes that you will see will... So whether it's the Robert Downey Jr. one right. or the the Sherlock, the the British series mm. or they always reference, like, his drug use. Okay. Uh, or, or either very overtly or not. Right. But, um, or even things with, like, Professor Moriarty, you know, and him having to... And Sherlock Holmes kind of meeting his match and stuff right. like that. I, I like the fact that it's built on the premise of, like... Um, deduction and intelligence and and all of that whereas there's some mystery novels that are purely like the character the main character is like more of a a hero and more of an action type figure
0: like a James Bond
1: yeah oh well, yeah. Sim- no. yeah or no
0: well I mean James Bond is not really
1: mystery right, but yes enough. but like sim- yes
0: yeah right it's what about good. like Agatha Christie are you into her books
1: yeah I read like most of them oh whenever my goodness I yeah yeah um I mean, she the was Lord. really my first foray into mystery novels. And what's
0: the, her character's name? The one that everybody loves.
1: Hercule Poirot.
0: Okay, but didn't didn't she write another one? Like yeah, a, there's a, Miss Marple. Miss Marple.
1: So I prefer Poirot. Why? Because
0: um, I don't know too much about Miss Marple, other than I've seen like they did a British sort yes. of thing, and some it's it's an elderly lady, right? Yes, With she's an a elderly lady. Twisted lip or something.
1: Yes, something like that. Okay. Uh, I don't know Poirot.
0: He's the Belgian. Um, he's
1: the Belgian detective who comes to England to escape the war and, and ends up um, staying there and uh, and solving all these capers. But I find it interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think Poirot, again, it kind of like Holmes has like, there's similarities in terms okay. of like their analysis and yeah. they're using, using their brain to kind of, Figure things out, sure. and figuring out the psychology of people, and mm-hmm. again, same thing with Poirot. You don't really, as a reader, you're not going to really get in, You're not going to guess what happens at the end. Okay. Uh, so what I like and about you like Agatha,
0: that, and and you do like that aspect that, like you know, it's kind of unsolvable for yes. the average person, and yes. you have to discover it through the character's eyes.
1: Yeah, and like what I like about <clears throat> Agatha Christie is that she kind of puts suspicion on. Everyone. Okay. So every character that she sets up, she kind of sets up to have some sort of suspicious sure. component to it. So as a reader, you're always like, oh, maybe it's this person for wow. this reason. So I like that. But yeah, The Murder of Roger Ackroyd, we had to read it in grade seven or eight or something mm-hmm. for English class. And the, I just loved it. Really? Yeah. yeah. So
0: let me ask you this, because you had mentioned this on a previous episode. Do you think your love for these kind of mystery would you call them mysteries or...
1: Yeah. Mystery Detective... Mr. Sure. Nolvo Detective Nolvo.
0: Comes from the fact that you liked reading those Tintin books when you were a kid. Because oh. <laughs> aren't... Don't oh, they have a... Don't they have a, a little bit of a, a similar... Mysterious aspect to it. They or? do
1: have a mysterious aspect okay. to it. It's way more of an adventure okay. um, comic, I would say. Sure. Not like a Marvel or a DC right. or something like that, but like they're more... Um, they're, they're not...
0: Are they solving mysteries or... They're
1: not in the same way but okay. yeah often they're like they're on a quest usually okay, th- they're, right. on a, they're quest novels but they're also very story driven and character driven so it's uh interesting no i think also my mom used to read like mysteries okay. and i just always like i love watching mystery shows really oh yeah i love like old so the British mini-series that are like mystery series like they did a whole Poirot they did like Foil's War Midsummer Murders all those British TV shows they're all like an hour and a half the episodes and so you get really into them so I enjoy that so I guess those are my favorite type of um, type of series novels what was the
0: last Paige Turner detective novel that you read that you can remember was there one where you were like I just can't I can't put this down or like I can't turn the pages fast enough
1: hmm. like every, it, you
0: like, know
1: what like I'll be honest when I first hmm. like when when Dan Brown's first novel when when the Da Vinci Code first hmm. came out right I totally page turned that okay because uh, it was it was unique at that time and it was an interesting concept sure um And then the last books that I did that with was with the Harry Potter ones, which also have like a mystery component to them. Yeah. Um, And then the most recent one that I read was the Robert Galbraith one, which wasn't a page turner in the traditional sense, but I was very invested in reading more. Um, But it wasn't like, okay, like, but I knew when to stop, you know? Right, fair.
0: What about does, now I could be totally wrong here and I'm sure you'll, You'll correct. Nora Roberts does she write detective? No, no? she's like a romance. romance okay, isn't there?
1: Uh, who's the one
0: who writes these books that are like A is for alibi, and B oh, is for. Oh,
1: Sue Grafton. Yeah.
0: Is hers detective? Like you can tell. Uh, you, you know what? Can,
1: I've never read any. You of You can
0: totally books. tell that I am not into this, this <laughs> genre of At books. All. No, I I can appreciate it. Like I I'll watch it if it's made into a movie, but I don't think I would want to necessarily sit down. And read it unless someone like yourself would say to me read this you'll really Mm. enjoy it I did enjoy um, the Da Vinci Code Mm -hmm. but I I listen to it on audio
1: Uh, I prefer audiobooks yeah
0: when I I, if it's not a book that I don't even know how to describe it there's certain books I like to read with my eyes and there's other books I like to listen with my ear Uh, so that's so. funny
1: because uh just to go back to our initial conversation about electronics. Mm-hmm. For me, I need to um physically hold a book. So I don't I I'm not good with the Kindle okay. or those type of electronic reading devices.
0: Sure. Do you have one or have you used?
1: I've used one before okay. like a friend's and I'm there's something very pleasurable about actually holding the book itself. Sure. sure. Um and audiobooks, you know, it's funny because I can listen to like talk series on audio okay uh like in the car or something like that but a book i like to
0: take have my a t- tactile sort of encounter with the book or like a yeah and
1: i like to be immersed in that world right, right. so like my imagination goes with the book right because i'm like sort of playing it out in my head in a way um whereas and so we can't do that with an audio book if Where, you're
0: right driving
1: course. or something like that
0: where's your preferred place to read a book I can't believe I I can't believe I haven't we haven't talked about books. I know. We'll have to do another episode where we just, we talk, just talk about, about books. books. But yeah, so you your preference is in bed. Yeah. Now have you ever read a detective or a mystery novel that scared you and and, and...
1: Oh, good question. Um, not in the last little while, okay. no, not now that I can remember. What's your favorite genre of book?
0: So I love these sort of new age self help yep. books. Those are great. Yeah currently reading one called Big Magic by um what's her name she wrote Eat Pray Love do you know that person yeah. um Elizabeth
1: oh, oh i don't remember uh, her no. name i've
0: been reading it for the last 2 weeks you'd think i'd remember anyways her yes, her book and i'm really enjoying it i wanna say elizabeth Gil- gilbert but i'm not sure
1: what's the name again
0: big magic okay and that was gifted to me and no. i don't think i would have bought it so let me ask you this Nitty: are you person who judges a book by its cover because I most certainly am and I would never have bought this book because of the cover of it
1: so uh yes Elizabeth
0: Gilbert okay that's there you correct.
1: go um that's a good question so if I'm in a bookstore sure yeah I'll probably judge it by the cover okay and by like what's written in the back okay um but if uh, other yeah yeah I do I do I want to say that I don't, but I do
0: fair, so, unless
1: it's a recommendation or something,
0: so I never would have bought this book because of its cover. It just mm. doesn't speak to me, plus, I'll be honest with you, not a big fan of what's her name, Elizabeth Gilbert, mm. but I'm really enjoying this book Really? I'm really enjoying this book. What's it about? It's about creativity and
1: oh, so it's not like a f- it, fiction novel, it's not a
0: fiction novel, it's about like you know her process of writing and being creative and whatnot and, and I'm totally even though I don't particularly like the author I really like this book and Ooh. it was gifted and it was and and turned out to be a great gift so I got the membership to the art gallery and really enjoyed that I got this book I really enjoyed it but um, I also liked uh, biographies I like listening to biographies okay. I don't like to read biographies
1: yeah I could see biography as being a good thing to listen to mm-hmm.
0: in particular if the person who wrote or Wrote their biography is reading, I really enjoy that. um, I loved the Harry Potter books, yes, loved
1: number one, number one.
0: just loved it, and so
1: are you going to read those to your niece when she's old enough?
0: Oh that's a good. Question. I never thought of that, maybe, maybe I don't know. I never thought about that I did read a book by an author called um, a Canadian author named Anne-Marie MacDonald. Mm-hmm. you familiar? Mm-hmm. And here's one thing, Nidhi. I don't like to read big books. Right. So if it's a, like, 700-page book, don't even bother giving it to me.
1: Hmm. I think we need, now in your next podcast, we should really talk about, uh, or in a future upcoming podcast, talk about authors that everyone raves about that you just never want to read. Right. And are a little bit ashamed because you feel like you're going to be shamed into right. um, having to read them.
0: Yeah, because everybody talks about Moby Dick and what I like a canon. What's his name? I can't remember who wrote it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So mine, mm-hmm. and this is sacrilegious for right. a Canadian Margaret Atwood. I have no interest in reading Margaret Atwood.
0: I have an awesome Margaret Atwood story but unfortunately
1: <laughs> we're at a time we're out of time for so this have time. to remember
0: that I will say this she's really awesome like mm-hmm. when you meet her
1: oh I've met her before and yeah. she's like the most amazing kooky aunt that anyone will ever have in their life
0: she's really cool Yeah, she's a really cool person like I'm talking about like you know those quintessential people that when you meet them you're like You're cool. Yeah, and I'm
1: never going to be that cool.
0: You know, I I, I think I'm approaching that coolness. But Uh. she's one of those people (laughs) (laughs) who's just cool. And I've read some of her short stuff. Short Short stuff? stuff? Clearly, the woman is a brilliant writer. Oh,
1: Oh. I think she's incredibly intelligent.
0: But you haven't read her book. Fair
1: But there's nothing that motivates me to want to read her books. Right.
0: But if I said... Hey, I'm having dinner with Margaret Atwood. Would you like Uh, to come? Yeah, I'd be there. There you go. I'd be there and
1: I'd pretend that I knew all about her books.
0: We should get Margaret Atwood. To do a podcast. To do a podcast with us. I bet we could make that happen. We probably could. Well there you go. Stay tuned to see if we have a podcast with Margaret Atwood. Till then, thank you so much for listening to this episode.
1: As always, we're produced by Drumcast Productions and have been recording in Toronto, Canada the next time we hope that you listen and sleep